Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. This is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host, and this is part two of my interview with Carnage the Executioner. He's a label mate and good friend of mine, Crush Kill artist. And on this half, we're going to talk about the concept of his new album, The Minnesota Mean Movement, and what it's like to be a veteran black artist in a white-dominated scene. I wanted to ask you real quick just about Minnesota Mean Movement, because mm-hmm. um, that's the record you've got out right now, and I think it's definitely turning some heads. Mm-hmm. This part of the country, I think, is similar to Minnesota, in oh, really? that it's a very white-dominated place and music scene under the guise of a very accepting and like faux-diverse kind of place. Like It has that reputation, and yet it's still like... Every bill is 90 to 100 percent white, you know, um, and there's this whole attitude of like people call this a very passive aggressive place, you know, oh, because really? they'll say you, you know, people will be complimentary to your face and then tell you some other shit behind your back. Holy and so shit. like so this this part of the country does Eugene. have a similar <laughs> similar thing to what you've experienced out there. So I was just uh, I wanted people out here to hear the Minnesota mean Genesis well, first of all, what what is you guys is saying? Ours is Minnesota nice. What is you? What is the Eugene or the Portland saying or what? Is um, it? I mean, there's like the the you know keep Eugene weird, keep Portland weird thing. You know, it has this whole thing about it being such a an artsy culture and kind of a, a melting pot of all these different types. But like, really, it's not as like hippy dippy as it looks. You know, like like Oregon has a very, very racist history that people don't even know about. Like, I didn't know about it until I was probably 25 because they don't tell you in schools that in the Constitution of the state of Oregon that black people weren't allowed to even live in the state even if they worked here and shit like that for, like, a long time. And, like, freed slaves um, would then have to relocate out of state if they were they're like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you're cool now, but not here. You know, like, <laughs> like, like in law. Seriously. You know? And uh, I remember seeing uh, newspaper articles from like, uh, like the 30s or 40s from Southern Oregon, where the mayor does the 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 parade march with the Klan. You wow. know, on the front page of the paper, like, like there was a lot of that shit in this state that everyone's so nice and chill now that like either doesn't know or doesn't want to talk about. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels with what you're talking about on record. And that's what that's what it came came from. I mean, one of the big things is, like I say in the first verse of the song, um, I met a person who had seen me in, in action. She had seen me in action being not Minnesota nice. Yeah. So she had to ask me. She was like, you don't come off like a Minnesota Minnesota person and I was like I thought that that was really interesting because I was like what does a Minnesota person come off like and she was like just really like docile yeah. you know I mean uh, I've submissive. heard that too people think I'm from the east coast because uh, I'll yeah, tell you what yeah. I'm thinking and I you know the dumb voice thing but right. but yeah like people think that too they're like you don't have a, a an Oregon disposition yeah <laughs> and that's usually their way of saying you're too much for me yeah you know so I, I thought that that was cool um, well, I didn't know that that was cool because I didn't know what it was at first, but I was like, you know, that was f- like 17 years ago now. Yeah. And it's like, when you're that young, 
and you're just, you know, really going through the motions and experiences, when you are who you are, it's just that natural and you don't have a whole lot to compare it to unless somebody who has a different perspective compares who you are to something they've seen before. And that's what happened. She was like, I'm from Chicago. And I was like, me too. And she was like, I figured you wasn't from here mm. because I saw the way you, you know, dealt with that situation and the way you talk is really straightforward. And it's really, you know, for lack of a better term, aggressive. And I like it. And I was like, dope. So that's when I learned Minnesota nice ain't always a compliment. Yeah. When people say, oh, you're so nice. Now I'm kind of like, when I hear people say that, I'm like, but are they real? Is that person who's being nice to you being who they really are? And that's what I started to kind of notice. I started to notice that I think people were kind of going through the motions, especially with the music. Um, you know, I'd be talking to people and they'd be like, yeah, I really love your music. But you ain't got no carnage material. You ain't coming to no carnage shows. Yeah. So it kind of got to a point where I start just saying, if you love hip hop as much as you claim you do, and you don't listen to Carnage, or you don't know who Carnage is, either you're lying or you don't love, or you're, you're not telling me something. You're not telling me that you really don't like hip-hop or you really don't like my type of hip-hop. And for me, I've always thought that there was knowledge, there was power in knowledge. If I'm trying to sell a record to you and you don't like it, I will stop trying to sell it to you. Yeah. I mean, because I'm tired of getting egg on my face. I'm trying to make a case for me being one of the top musicians in Minnesota. And I can't make it with people not buying my music and not telling me why they're not buying it. You know what I started doing differently is at shows, I would notice the other acts would always just kind of customarily give each other some sort of pat on the back, you know, <clears throat> after performances. And I noticed that, like, even when there was a big disconnect, that people would still do it. And there were times where I felt like, I don't, I really didn't like this guy's thing, like anything he was about. And I don't, I'm not going to be a dick to not say it back. And then I started not saying it back sometimes. Or, I, you know, I would thank right. them for the, you know, I, I, I thank them. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that or whatever. Right. Or I would say, you know, thanks for throwing the show or, or you know, something like that. But not necessarily you know, pretend right. that I like their shit or that it's like a fine line for me. Cause I want to be, I've made some bad records in my life. I know that I went through bad periods, but I learned from those mistakes and that made me better. Right. You know, so I'm not trying to tell people that they're making the best shit when they're not, when they're not. Cause you, you could know. actually tell somebody the one thing that helps them. Like aunt told me, yeah, you know, that changed so I don't my do life. That anymore. Right. You know? And then one time a dude said to me, he was like, I think you're really good. You're super talented, but you need to turn the aggression down a little bit. Mm. I was like, okay, that might be one thing. Then another dude was like, I've always thought you were underrated. I've always thought you were amazing live. I've always thought you were dope, but I've never been compelled to buy your music. Mm. I've, I, I, as I started hearing that and I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a taste thing, but what is the taste? Like if you claim you love hip hop, they loved your show. Who's the most hip hop motherfucker you see tonight? It's me. Yeah. Like some dude in fucking Oakland was like, you embody hip hop. You are the essence, all hip hop energy. I've never seen anything like that before. That's a great statement because yeah. that's what I'm trying to. Now, for that dude, that's what he wanted. 
Where are the people who I see people like making that? I'm, I'm pouring my heart out. I just love rhyme series. They're the realest hip hop ever. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, okay, well, you want some real hip hop? Check this out. Yeah. Nope. No response. So it's like, all right, so you don't really love it so much like you said you did. You love that. Cool. I'll stop. But don't be hitting me up talking about when are you playing next? Or don't ask me that shit because you're not going to be there. Yeah, I remember you, Christoph had a line about that too. Like, don't right. ask me about when my next show is if if you're not going to come through. Right. It's, it's it's so it is so it's just weird. I just and I'm not saying that like I don't want to sound like I'm um entitled. I'm not saying you you have to like my music, but I'm saying people love to run around saying they support their local hip hop. Well, support it. Be real. Support it. Quit playing fucking favors. I went and bought all that shit. Everything, almost everything that came out in New York and California, that was, if it was anything that Ice Cube's crew put out, yeah. I bought it. Anything that anybody had, any, Dre had anything to do, I bought it because I genuinely liked him in the lineage of shit he put out or any of those guys. Anything Juice crew, I bought. Every, every, everything that Molly Maul put out, everything he produced, I bought it. That's real. That's real support. But saying that you're like, oh, I, I, you know, I represent hip hop so much and I'm so into it. But all you fuck with is this type of hip hop. Then there has to be a reason. So let's start talking about what that reason is. Is it because I'm black as fuck? You can't relate to this dark face. You don't really like my experience. Cool. I'll stop. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to. That's not even a jerk thing. It's like I need to go places where they like what I do. Yeah. I need to go to Philly then. But don't be talking about like, yo, Carnage, you should come and do this show because it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It's like misleading. Super misleading. It's like that girl who just keeps telling you you're so handsome. And you're like, <laughs> well, can we go out one day? Yeah, one day. And then you keep asking, can we go out today? <laughs> no, nah, not today. But you're handsome. Yeah. It's like that shit that it will eat at your heart. Not supporting the heart of an artist will hurt. You probably think I'm coming off like I'm a real jerk, but not supporting the heart of an artist will hurt. Benefits are abundant and mostly I feel perks. So I love what I do for a living. It's still work. So at the end of the day, this is still work. So if you're supporting them because you just want to support hip hop, then come and support me because you just want to support hip hop. I want to eat too. That's where ravenous came from. Yeah. So it's like that whole attitude was Minnesota mean and ravenous are the same thing in, in the sense of one is just more music related. Ravenous is it's like, I want you to buy my music so I can eat. I'm being honest about it. Be honest about whether you like it or not so I can eat. And if you're not, then I need to go somewhere where I can catch some fresh kill because I'm not getting it here. We were uh, we were talking about this on the last tour, I think earlier before, like the same day that we saw you in uh, Minneapolis when we had dinner at Michelle's. Yes. We were hanging out, talking. It was me and Skeptic and Ogar and, oh, and Gradient. And we were just talking about that concept you know minnesota mean and um i played him a song from mers and ninth wonder i feel i should have the scans white rappers have it's sad but that's the way it is what's the reason that my album doesn't sell like his and don't front like you don't know why the hell that is it's because he's white you can relate to his face through the years you've been taught that black is unsafe plus it's only natural for your own to be embraced 
conscious or subconscious You can't say that ain't the case Only reason it took so long to take place Was up until now your only choice was third base For others like ice wasn't really that tight Now you got some white dudes who can truly rock the mic You relate to their stories cause you share that past Question is, why would you listen to Mercer's Black Ass? It really resonated with me um, Because in his, his second verse his, and third verse He, he talks about how um, he noticed when he starts blowing up that his demographic changed and that they became way whiter and, you know, a lot of his original fans were drawn away and he was questioning that. And then he started noticing that once he was on that level that he started seeing his white peers continue to go up and him like staying in the same place. And he's like, you know, don't lie. It's because he's white. You can relate to his face. And he has this whole i never thing. heard that song before. Really, I still haven't I'll, heard it. I'll play it for you after the interview because it's, it's right in line with what you've been feeling. Don't lie. And I, I thought that that was so ballsy for him to come out and say. With such a big white fan like, base. Yeah, to say. And, and a lot of the people that, you know, that he performs with, too. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like like I could imagine him going up on stage and playing that song on tour with, you know, X, Y, and Z artists. Right. You know, who have, you know, a white fan base and that being really powerful mm-hmm. because you're going to be left with something to think about. I don't think that's a bad question to ask because we're all doing this the same. Like the white artists he's talking about are doing this just like he is. So why is it that the people who supported him before either isn't growing or they're not following him? Yeah. It's like there's a disconnect there and what's wrong with asking about it. So I started asking that specifically about Minnesota uh, showgoers and when I asked some questions, that's how I got some of those answers. So then I was like, okay, Minnesota mean, but I have to make it a little bit less about just the music because it's not just that. That's a strong part of it. But what is it that makes white people not support black artists? That's the real Minnesota mean that yeah. needs to be talked about. So it's like Minnesota nice allows the people there to hide behind the view that black music is not good enough for them. They, they, but they won't tell you that because they don't have to because they can just be like, nah, you know, I really liked it and walk away. It's like, no, but we've always been, black people have always been great sources of entertainment for white people. They, y'all love to watch us perform. For sure. You know, but there's places where Nina Simone was performing and she wasn't allowed to be in. Yeah. She couldn't go in there as a black woman, but she could go and perform and then she had to leave out the back door. Fuck that. It's like, no, every form of music you guys listen to and play was created by us. So Straight I want some up. explanations, motherfucker. Yeah. Tell me some shit. Tell me why you can't fuck with my black shit when you were listening to white people do black shit. We were also talking about how, you know, almost all of the shows we play, every local artist is white, too. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? I mean, is it... There's no fucking black like, people in the is city. Is it me? Like, is it? Is it? Is it those the kind of artists that want to... You know, they want to perform with me. It's a very ing- or is all it inclusive that, that club. Like everywhere. Because, like, how is it that I'm traveling the country and I'm not that big? So, it's a like, club, it's not man. like they know all, it's a all club. about me. But you see all these guys in their, you know, rapper uniform and going right. out there and doing it. And it's like, after a while, it starts to feel really weird that I haven't played with a black rapper in a week and I've been on the road this whole time. You right. know, like, like where. I played with 15 other artists that are white in that period of time. It's ridiculous. Like, what? There's a shutout. 
there's a shutout, man. And, and there's like, like I remember when I, I when I met Crooked Eye, yeah, who's one of my favorites, and I said to him, I said something to him about the whole, you know, they're trying to take hip hop from us, and his eyes got this big. He was like, <laughs> "Hey, I want to finish this conversation with you. Walk over here with me." And then I went over there, like, you know, he went to, like, check on some merch or something, and he had me come over there, and then he sat and he talked my ear off for, like, mm. 10 minutes, and I didn't say hardly anything about that. I was saying this on the bus, and my brothers is like, man, you tripping, nigga? And he's like, no, nah, man, I know. They trying to fucking take this from us. And I was like, and you are signed to Eminem's label saying that shit. Yeah. I mean, if you're that in that position and you're saying that, I don't know. Like, a lot of people like to... Like when I say, uh, maybe it's because I'm not I'm not quiet and buying drugs. Maybe it's because I don't have that skin that is lighter look. But a lack of talent is not the reason I ain't large. Discount my experience. Say I'm pulling the race card. Like a lot of white people like to say, well, why does it have to be about race? Because everything is about race, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because in our lives we don't notice it. You don't notice it because it's exactly. called white privilege. Yeah. So it's about race when I don't get the same experience as a white albino Muslim. I don't give a fuck. Y'all know that motherfucker ain't black. And I'm not trying to, because he's my friend, but I'm saying the realism is they would rather support a black, a white albino Muslim who raps black music than a black person rapping black music in Minnesota. That's a, f- man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I might get shot for saying that shit, <laughs> but I'm just saying this shit, this shit is real. It's like, they love to talk about how Brother Ali is the best rapper in the city since Idea died. Hmm. You know, and Slug is always number two. Thing. Slug is always number two, and then POS is number three, hmm. and then you know I can make, you know bring the line. Dessa's number four or five or some shit, hmm. and I self divine is like seven. Let's talk about why white people are not relating to my music. You know, and that's bigger than <clears throat> just the music. It's it's about race relations. So then I started making the whole thing. It's the movement. It's not just you white people don't buy my music. There's more to it than that. Like, what is the disconnect between white people who support hip hop as much as they say they do and them supporting a black artist who's super fucking talented? And that's coming from a person who on your Respect the Name album, you had that song. You say the title. Save my people. Oh, uh, negativity. Yeah, exactly. Where you talked about getting criticism for, you know, seeking education and, and handling yourself a certain way yep. for and not being, people. quote unquote, black enough. And then, and then still having the exact and same still problem. Still having the same problem. If, if, you're, if you're too black for the white audience and too white for the black audience, right? Like, that's what, basically how, what it seems like I am. And that, that's ridiculous. Now... I don't give black people a pass either. I, t- I talk to the motherfuckers, but, you know, I talk to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't talk about them not supporting my music to white people. For sure. Even though, like, I, you know, there was lines before that I would say stuff, but some of them don't know. Some It's, it's a club. Like, it's a popularity club. Some black artists and black people are not welcome in some of the establishments. So they don't even know. Like, I talked to Toki about that. It was a really good conversation. He was like... What bar or club in Minnesota is welcoming of black art? And I was like, that's a fucking great question. There's none of them. No, they don't make black artists feel comfortable going into their establishments. And I was like, that's a whole nother angle. So 
if you're at home with your your iPhone and you, the, the only time you're seeing a black rapper in Minnesota is at the Triple Rock and you heard about, you know, them throwing a bunch of black dudes out of the Triple Rock and calling them thugs, then you're not going to go and see your favorite black rapper at the Triple Rock. Yeah. Because you don't feel welcome there. So there's that. All of that is Minnesota mean. Minnesota mean is bro- broken down as when you hear me speak it about being mean in your deck, see it is less about anger, more about being direct. So be direct with me about what your feelings are. Let's have an honest, sincere conversation about it. Use our intellect. And even most of the time, agree to not agree. Agree to disagree. But I just want to hear. Let's yeah. talk. I'm not asking because I'm just trying to take your money. I'm asking because I want to relate. I am a relatable person. I am a very social person. It's part of my makeup. So let's kick it. The better I know you, the better I can know you. The more you know me, the more you can know me and understand me and want to fuck with my shit. And the more I can make some shit that you might want to fuck with. I'm not going to cater, but I, I would understand if enough white people said to me, you're just too aggressive. Then I'd be like, okay, I can't perform here then. Yeah, it's just having a conversation. It's just having a conversation. What is the reason why people keep coming up to me in Minnesota saying I've never heard of you? Yeah. Either that or why aren't you sounding the rhyme series? Or why haven't you blown up with as talented as you are? Or why are you opening up for so-and-so and so-and-so? You should be headlining. Those are four things I'm tired of fucking hearing. And, and I can say all day long, like people have said to me, well, be happy with where you're at. Yeah, I am happy with where I'm at. But obviously somebody thinks I need to be somewhere else, you know, and they're telling me that. But where yeah. are you when you're telling me that? The people who are telling me that are telling me and they're buying my shit. But there's so many more people who aren't telling me that who aren't buying my shit. So for every f- five people who buy my shit in Minnesota, there's 505 who don't. And those numbers hurt. When I sell more CDs in Oakland than I do in my own state. Yeah. One day I'm in Oakland. I sell 30 CDs. I can tell you that in Minnesota at my two CD release parties, I didn't sell 35, 40 CDs. Yeah. Two. I did two CD releases. Yeah. I was so slick about the way I played it, but at least I sold 40 between the two because I hustled. Yeah. Some of y'all got hustled. You know what I'm saying? But that's how a motherfucker like me, who's super talented and black in a predominantly white state, has to make money. I have to figure out ways to hustle. And since I'm a hustler, I mean, we started off by saying I didn't have money to to pay for the tapes that I wanted. So I had to steal them until I got the money to pay for them. You hustle. You figure it out. Drug dealers. If you're going to sell fucking crack to your people or to anybody, get your money, flip it and start a business so that nobody else in your neighborhood has to sell crack again. Yeah. That's basically what I did with my music. I stole it so that I can flip it and then come back and then buy it and then present my art to people who are changed by what it is they hear from me. People have come. I've told you stories. People have mm-hmm. come up to me and told me you stopped me from committing suicide. Damn. Wait until you hear the song success story on my new record. So good. And I try to encompass those things that people have told me when I'm complaining about not getting the 505 people who should buy it. When I got the five who did, I start saying, well, at least I got five. Yeah. I I said that on that song, you know, so there is a a point where I do say, you know what? I love the fact that I have five people or 10 or whatever who will always come to a carnage show. But there comes a time where you've, when you've been a part of the scene for 25 years, you start saying that ain't good enough no more. 
That ain't good enough when you're on every fucking publication for a month before your record comes out and when your record comes out and then you do a CD release party and it flops. Yeah, it's hard to take. There's something to be said about that. And I think I should be asking the question. I'm not even mad about it. I'm just asking, like, give me some answers. Why ain't you fucking with your boy Carnage when you see me all over everything? You see me all you see me pop up at the Aesop Rock show. You see me pop up and destroy shit everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, yeah. there's a fucking trail of rubbish. <laughs> so and, and if that's what you say you like, then why ain't you picking up some trail of rubbish and following that trail to my fucking merch booth? Because yeah. that's where it leads to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> trail of rubbish from the fucking sound system I blew to pieces leads right up to the merch booth. Yeah. Come see me. I'll even help you pick up the rubber. Let's talk about the rubber. You see that piece right there? You can take that as a souvenir. <laughs> and then take the CD too. And I'll even give you a little deal. You only got $7? All right, I give you a $10 CD for $7. I did that a couple times in Oakland. So it ain't just about the money. I just want people to listen to it because they're going to get something. No, oh, I'm with you because on one level, the reason that I tour is strictly because of the album I made I'm proud of and I want people to oh, hear yeah. it. And so when you play the show it's really important that people walk away with that music in mm -hmm. their hand, you know? Yeah, it's really important. Because that's why we're here in the first place. Right, know? and it can help. How many times have you had people tell you, like, the, the, your song for your, for your, your nephew on your shirt? How oh, many, yeah, how many times cousins, have yeah. people told you that that hit them in the heart? Yeah, every Take night. this shit home. Take it. Take it and show it to three other people. You're going to change three other people's lives. Pass it on. I, I had a guy tell me that was... Well, he he had written me a letter and and said how much he liked it before, and then um, a while later he he tagged me in a post that said he had been in the suicide ward of the mental institution, and he said the only song he listened to was "Vacant Eyes," and that that's what helped him get through that experience. And I'm like, holy shit! Like that's a song I almost didn't release because I thought it was too dark or too heavy, you know. And how would you be sitting with people and? monetarily and being able to give people more of that music if 20,000 people heard that song and thought the same way. Yeah. It's possible. Where are they? Where are they? How can we get to them? A lot of y'all motherfuckers know about this shit that I'm putting out. Y'all know, y'all heard the stories about the infamous carnage destroying your favorite rapper set. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's in the grapevine, it's in there, There's the, but this is one dude, though, this fat black dude who just comes through and murders everything. You know, you know, the, the the story but you've heard the legend of this the serial show destroyer you know the story why are you lying then like m make room for somebody else to come in and, and like you know tell your friend who might like that better to to go and see and then you stay at home and and don't lie to me when you see me <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't know man this it's such a really thin line with that whole thing yeah but the biggest thing is I hate when motherfuckers say that they love hip hop and they don't fuck with the motherfucker who's hip hop because like they're telling that to you. They're telling that to like, dude. like, and I could have fucking lived in the same apartment as Grandmaster Flash. It's like, <laughs> and it would have fucking worked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're telling me this when you don't have a Grandmaster Flash record. All you have is a bunch of atmosphere records that you sleep with. It's like, and that's great. I love it. But fuck with your boy too. You know what I'm saying? That's the other part. It's like, well, do you know that entitlement thing? I, I don't want to be entitled. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Like, if you love real hip hop, fuck with me because I'm one of the most real hip hop organisms you're going to find. Hands and I, down. And I, and I would love that support. And I'm not saying that you have to give it to me like on some entitlement shit. But if you're going to represent 
other shit and fuck with some other shit when it's like some of it is half ass or some of it is like, you know, you, you're supporting it for some whatever weird reason. Just give me a listen too, because you might get something out of it. And that just goes to show that, you know, being an independent artist, no matter how many years, no matter how many awesome shows and tours doesn't matter. and features and whatever, you know, the support still means everything. It so. still does, man. I, I mean, I've been doing shows with, with idea or for idea, about idea, performing with bigger artists for a while now. And I'm still saying the same fucking thing. Yep. I still don't have a booking agent who will book me when I ask them to. It's like, why? When I've got that much reputation, when I've done that much stuff, the legend of the show destroyer, just fucking murking everything. And there's nothing to show for it. But the shows that are murked and people know about them, but it's like that whisper. Well, I think that's still something to show. So, oh, no, no, they don't still get it. Your ass still going to get it when you when, when, when it's about time to get it. You're going to get it and you should get it because the game needs to change. I am. Man, I'm about to make a fucking crazy statement. <laughs> I am what the performance part of the hip-hop game is missing. Creativity, risky, taking all out heart and energy. And originality. I'm, I'm, and originality. It's, 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 that's the risky part. It's like trying to do something that's different because everybody else is doing what's safe. It's risky to be different. Yep. So I'm glad you put that in there, but that's kind of what I was saying with that. It's like... I am the answer to everything you don't like about hip hop. I am the answer. And I can compete with some of those guys you think are your favorites. I can ride with them, hit them up and ask them, hit your boy slug up and ask him what he think about carnage, <laughs> hit Aesop rock up and ask him what he think about carnage, hit brother Ali and Ant and Ari the rugged man and Raz Kaz and all of them motherfuckers who I opened up method man. If you can get at any of them motherfuckers, hit them up. And ask them what they think about your boy because they think your boy is nice. Maybe you should think I am too because all them dudes who I just named and more can't be wrong. It's true, man. Well, uh, thanks for doing the show. We should probably get ready for our own show Food? tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> Grab something to eat and head down to. Good uh, looking, man. Thanks, thanks for yeah, doing dude. this, man. Like, I mean, shit. I, I, I can tell the story 10 times and it's never the same. Yeah. You know, it's always a slightly different because whoever you have to interact with offers a different perspective that makes you say different things or say things differently and you got your own experience and and i really believe if i was off on some shit you tell me you'd be like nah that's not the right view for sure and, you know and you wouldn't be minnesota nice about it and all these uh all these years of making music i i really appreciate you i consider you one of my best friends that i've made oh yeah you know through this shit Ditto. and um yeah let's I go kill him all right go kill him thanks for listening to the show I hope that you got some insight and a new perspective from that conversation. I think that Carnage is a person who, as we've established, has performed at a very high level with some of the most high-caliber artists in the underground, and he raises some valid questions. So check out his song, Minnesota Mean. Hopefully, I won't have to conform just to make you notice me. Earn 
the respect I got is since the older teens. Why Minnesota nice, Minnesota mean. No passive aggression approaching me. Confidence over self-degradation growing deep. Repel status quo and leave when you know the scene. To hell with Minnesota nice, Minnesota mean. Roughly 15 years ago, before I was a full-time dope verser, I was having lunch with a co-worker. She asked if I was born in this snowy wallow in. Told her I was blown here by that Chicago wind. Said she had been here for just over four years from Chicago too, and assumed I wasn't born here. When she saw a conflict between another employee as the subtle aggressor and I as the troubled aggressor, she said my confrontational boulder traits of folk opposition to the nice Minnesota fake approach. I told her, even if considered in ruder taste, if I ever have something to say, I'ma say it to your face but damn this revelation was quite astonishing that's when i learned minnesota nice ain't always a compliment this accomplishment meant knowledge would not prevent calling it how i see it as a means of compassion i want to be heard but hopefully i can speak my mind and it makes you notice me earn the respect i got since the older teens not minnesota nice minnesota me no passive aggression approaching the confidence over self-degradation growing deep Repel status quo and leave when you know the scene You claim Minnesota nice, I'm Minnesota mean In about four seconds, an extremely direct Minnesotan will begin to speak When you hear me speak about being mean in your deck Seek it, it's less about anger, more about being direct Not compared to hard and cars flicking me off as you sped by To make it sure we never met eyes when at a red light No advocate of habited opinion and sugarcoating it No show when a stoic approach that is emotionless Strangers are a surface warm to you in this cold state Why do some professional males of color relocate? Searching for where they treat brothers great Can't love a place where you're often suddenly reminded You're from the other race I'm proud of eloquence, articulate and sound intelligent But how white Minnesotans pointed out? Grounds for questioning. Rocking my state's better than yours, lanyards. Snobs with liberal, best place to be born standards. Greatest of places for raising your babies and maybe then more amazing when you're Caucasian and Scandinavian. I wanna be heard, but hopefully my talent like it is meant that makes you notice me. Earn the respect I got since the older teens. Never Minnesota nice, Minnesota me. No passive aggression approaching deep. Confidence over self-degradation growing deep. Repel status quo and leave when you know the scene. I live where there's a biker flood. Got one, but don't ride it much. Can't afford to shop at the wedge. Hair not a hipster, nicer cut. They got all my music. I know it's surprising, but they don't play me much on the local current, so I give up. My sound is louder in your face. Maybe they don't like the rough. Green living ain't quite my stuff. Maybe my jeans ain't tight enough. Maybe I'm not handsome. I ain't trying to grind in drugs. Maybe it's cause I don't have that skin to this lighter luck. But a lack of talent is not the reason I ain't large. Discount my experience. Say I'm pulling the race card. Clung to where oddly equal. Asher supporting gay marriage, but secretly hating mungus. Somali people, I barely have fans here. Why change the fitted duty of whiny riddles or EDM to try make them listen to me? Don't be a passive chump when you know you're right. Throw a fist and middle finger. Fuck Minnesota nice.